The Distancing Diaries is our new series where we quickly catch up with past bad and busy guests to see how they're doing in isolation and how they're taking care of their mental health and well-being while navigating the new normal. There's loads of advice and tips for you to take away and try whilst at home. This week, we're isolating with Belinda Kirkpatrick and Tracy Dimmick. there, it's Belinda Kirkpatrick here. I'm a naturopath and nutritionist. I practice from my clinic in Double Bay. Um, but at the moment, with everything being online and phone and Zoom and, Zoom and Skype and FaceTime, um, you know, I'm accessible to everybody, which is really exciting. Um, I was on episode number one, um, sorry, hormones part one. So you might remember me chatting about um, hormones and hypothalamic amenorrhea from that time. Okay, so isolation questions. So what self-care and wellness rituals am I doing to keep well and sane in isolation? One of the big ones for me is positive affirmation. So it's really focusing on, um, you know, what's good about this time. Um, Obviously, you know, there's a lot that isn't great about this time. We're particularly lucky though, or a lot of us are particularly lucky to be able to be isolating somewhere safe. Um, We're very lucky to be in a country that seems to be managing things quite well at the moment. Moment, which is fantastic. So really focusing on being able to spend time with family, slow down. I really think for a lot of people, we really are so kind of, you know, bad and busy, so to speak, um, that, you know, a lot of us really are stressing out our adrenal glands and trying to get everything done. And this is a little pause for us to kind of reset. So positive affirmations are really good. I'm certainly trying to reduce screen time. I know in the week, uh, the first week of isolation, I was a little bit shocked at my Sunday screen time. I'm not even going to share it because it's so embarrassing. But so since that time, I've been really trying to not look at the news too much, um, you know, not look at kind of sensationalised stuff, just really focusing, you know, on myself and my health and my family um, and trying to not be on the phone too much. So I've actually gone and got some um, some books. They're actually they're actually on Kindle, so I guess that is a, still a screen. Um, but, you know, really focusing on, on doing other things that isn't just sort of wasting time on my phone, even though that feels relaxing at the time. It's not very good for us. I've actually also been playing around with my teenagers making some face masks, um, which has been really fun and feels a little bit kind of like indulgent and really lovely. So we're making that from ingredients at home, uh, like oatmeal and honey, and we've done um, avocado, uh, we've done salt. It's been been really, really lovely. And I'm enjoying walking for the sake of walking. Um, And I think, you know, probably a lot of of the world is enjoying that at the moment, particularly in Sydney. It feels like everybody's walking, but it really has been lovely and we've been having some beautiful weather. So it's been been nice to be able to do that. The one thing I do every day for my mental health and well-being is exercise and move my body. Um, I've been really getting into some online Pilates. Um, I've been doing the fluid form at home program, loving it. Um, I'm also doing the upbeat program, um, which, is, which is fantastic, a little bit more um, strength and a bit more of a sort of like to the beat, fun uh, music gets me kind of going. If I don't wake up and do it in the morning, I come home and do it in the evening. I'm not as good at that. I don't enjoy it as much. When I can be bothered to drag myself out of bed, which is most days, and do it, I feel amazing for the day. So I know that that's really good for my mental health um, and well-being, which is great. 
So the question about dealing with how am I dealing with working from home and finding a balance between life and work, I have to say I'm incredibly lucky. Uh, My children are teenagers, so I'm able to just leave them at home, come into my clinic. Nobody else is here except for me, um, and I'm able to see all my clients online or on the phone um, and then go back home. So I'm really lucky to be able to kind of still have that distinction between work and life. For others and my clients, I've been recommending really setting up strict work times. So I've even been recommending that people make a fake commute walk to work. So if you used to catch the train or the bus, you know, I'm recommending that people still make that walk to the train station and then back home or to the bus stop and back home to kind of set your day up, get your blood moving, and then you can sort of start working. I am recommending that people sort of, you know, leave work and stop working at the normal time that they would have stopped um, even earlier if you can, um, the normal time they would have stopped um, if they were going into the office. So let's just say that's 5.30. I'm like set an alarm onto your phone or onto your computer and then it's time to kind of pack up the computer and sort of stop from there. You know, we may as well use this time that we've got um, rather than kind of like trying to work ourselves into the ground to actually take the pause and the rest that this has given us um, because, you know, hopefully we won't have this opportunity again. Hopefully we'll have other opportunities to rest and relax in more positive circumstances. But, you know, the whole world just kind of stopping um, and slowing down, it, it hopefully won't happen again. So, you know, really try to kind of be strict with your work times. You don't want to be sitting watching TV, still doing work emails um, and just not having that distinction between work and life balance. Definitely don't work on the weekends, particularly if you didn't used to um, before. Or that's obviously not something that's required of you in your job. Um you know, so pack up your work, pack up the table. A lot of us don't have our own dedicated offices at home. So you might be using the kitchen table or the dining table. Um, you might be using an area in your bedroom. Pack all that up and turn your home office back into your home. You know, so put all the pieces of paper away, close up the laptop, you know, make sure it kind of goes back to being your home so that you don't feel like you're constantly in your work environment. Again, focus on the positive. So no rushing, yay, more time for cooking, earlier dinner times. I know myself, I used to get up at 5.20 to get to the gym, to get back, to make the lunches, to drop the kids to school, to get to the clinic by eight o'clock. You know, and now there's kind of none of that, which is fantastic. So, you know, I guess, you know, finding that balance between work and home life by really enjoying the parts of home life as well, like being able to experiment with more recipes and having a little bit more time to kind of cook. So some naturopathic practices or food choices that we can make to sort of regulate the stress at this time. Again, you know, exercise is a big one, but mindfulness. So really, if you haven't gotten into mindfulness, maybe download The Smiling Mind or Headspace or Calm and start doing a mindfulness app every day to help to kind of manage stress levels. Licorice tea is really good for our adrenal glands and helps to um, reduce the impact of stress on our body. A couple of cups of licorice tea a day is fantastic. Um, unless you've got high blood pressure, in which case leave it to the side. Um, Maybe consider a magnesium supplement before bed. When we're stressed, we chew through lots of magnesium. And magnesium really can help to give us a really restful sleep, help with our mood and help our energy levels as well. 
The big ones I think to really help to regulate stress are minimizing or avoiding sugar, caffeine, and alcohol. And it's easy, I think, to kind of let those creep back in. You know, we are able to kind of have later nights and sleep in a little bit more. Um, you know, we don't have face-to-face meetings and things at the moment. So it might be easy to kind of have a couple of wines at night, stay up too late, then need coffee in the morning, then have a bit of a sugar hit in the afternoon because you're at home and everything's just a little bit more accessible. So try to really minimise those things. If you do drink, um, maybe try to do just drink alcohol on the weekend in moderation. If you do have caffeine, one caffeinated drink a day, tea or coffee is more than enough. And try not to keep sugar at home. If you're desperate enough to want to walk down to the shops to get some, um, go for it. You probably deserve it. Get just one serving at that time. Don't buy a whole block of chocolate, but certainly don't just rely on willpower. Um, you know, and leave a block of chocolate in the in the cupboard and then you're thinking about it all day. So, you know, eating real food, whole food, so things like protein and vegetables will probably be the best way to kind of help to regulate stress. So I hope you guys are all going okay in isolation. Um, hopefully this gave you a few tips or, or just a bit of inspiration on what I'm doing. Certainly I'm not doing everything perfectly, but I think the more that we can all share um, our experiences together, you know, even if it's picking up one idea from somebody else that we can incorporate into our um, daily COVID isolation lifestyles and maybe even beyond, I think that's a really positive thing to be able to share. So stay safe and stay well, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Bye. Hi, this is Tracy Dimmick, psychic medium and spiritual mentor. I am in isolation with my husband, Matt, our three children and our 15-year-old blind, deaf and the sweetest of hearts, Labrador Buddha, up on the gorgeous central coast of New South Wales. And one thing that I'm doing every single day to keep my mental health and my wellness in check is to continue doing what I did every day for the last three years, which is my morning priming ritual. So Matt and I wake up usually before the kids at the moment at 6.45, but it gets as early as 5.15 and we just make it a priority. It is a standard that we've set for ourselves and we've continued to do that regardless of whether we're still in our pajamas for three days in a row. So we get up and we do exactly what we've always done, which is have a hot lemon water to help alkalinize and wake up the metabolism and digestion. And then we do a 15 minute priming exercise, which we have done for about three years now, thanks to my old mate, Tony Robbins. And by the end of that, you've done some breath work, some gratitude, some visualization and some healing and some service. And it's just the quickest way to get in uh, everything in a 15 minute little bubble. And it's amazing. Then we do five minutes of some more intense breath work, which is called box breathing. It's a really cool technique that helps to tell the brain that it's not in survival mode, that it's in thrive mode. And this, I believe, I think is really helping us right now. And we've been getting the kids to do it too, so it's good. Then what we do is we do a bit of a chakra stretch and give our chakras some love, pay them some attention. You know, what the universe is doing right now in my belief is shaking everything up to strip us bare of the things that are non-essential. But essentially, really, it's the things that weren't meant for us. It's the things that 
we put there based off our ego. And so what's left is what the universe wants us to expand into and to choose, you know, whether we want to bring back some of the things that have been taken away from us or not when we get to the flip side of this craziness. But this chakra stretching and chakra love really just helps us take a bit of a stock take as to how we're feeling today and to validate that and to make sure that we're in touch with today's roller coaster. How are we feeling today? Not yesterday, not tomorrow, because everything's changing so quickly in isolation. We've got five of us in one house and there isn't as much sport and school. And for a busy little family, it's like chalk and cheese at the moment. So then we move on to setting an intention and we do this every single day. We each have our own, uh, but it makes us feel like we've set ourselves up with at least a focus for the day. And we are also, by the end of that, really feeling quite high vibe. Uh, We feel deliberate and our energy is very conscious. So it allows us to determine what meaning we give, what the day brings, not the news, not the social media, not the friends, not the family, not the fear that is existing around. So that's something that I'm doing every day for my mental health and well-being, but it's something that I've always done and I've just continued doing that. And what's really cool is when the shit hit the fan with COVID-19, I invited everyone on my socials to join in on my morning ritual with Matt. So now every morning at the moment, it's at 6.45, every morning on Facebook Live, we broadcast our morning ritual and people join in and they're seeing some amazing results. And one thing that I find that when I'm feeling really uh, down or I'm feeling a little bit beaten or overwhelmed is if I move to service, if I find a way where I can serve other people, then I always feel better by the end of it. So I've started my day at 6.45 already serving and I can't think of a better way to, to, you know, set myself up for a really, really, really good day. So what I think that this time is doing for me though is it's helped me uh, finish writing my book, which I'm really grateful for, and it's giving me what I like to call breathing space to do the things that I've realised are going to make all the difference, which, you know, it's simple, like letting my six-year-old daughter do my makeup and my nails for the billionth time and listening to some new music and getting through the pile of books on my bedside table. But, you know... It's all about taking it easy and being flexible and adjusting. Fortunately, my work has not changed that much actually because with technology, never been more happy to have technology. With technology, it means that I've just transferred all of my clients worldwide onto Zoom calls and face uh, FaceTime or phone calls. So one-on-one face-to-face meetings are suspended at the moment, but my clients are happy to meet at night. It's actually easier for them because the kids are in bed. They would usually be at work in the day anyway. So this availability is actually working really well for my clients. And for us, it's not too bad because Matt's still working too. He's a builder. So he works in the day and then I'm with the kids homeschooling. Oh my gosh, that is one thing that I definitely do not understand why the universe has put me in that in that predicament because it's a nightmare, just saying. But what's one of the things that that's brought me to too is also focusing on what I want to manifest into the rest of 2020. So I have a book which I it's just a notebook and I call it my book of vortexes. 
And this book holds essentially all the things that I want to manifest and, of course, the things I already have. And manifesting when done properly is like a superpower. You can literally predict your future based off manifesting. So if you think of it, it's really simple. If you think of it as just working with energy, take everything else out of it that you already know when it comes to manifesting or that you think you know when it comes to the law of attraction and manifesting and really just think in energy for a second. And I'm going to give you a quick one-on-one. So get the pen and the paper. So our thoughts are energy and our feelings are energy and our action is energy as well. The thing that we want, the thing that we want to manifest also has its own energy. So the trick is to get all four of those to be vibrating at the same frequency. So the way that we do that is look at what it is that you want. Think about if you had that right now, how would you be thinking and how would you be feeling and what action would you be taking? And the key is to exist in that space, at that energy, at that frequency as often as possible. It's faking it till you make it, baby. It's just sitting in that frequency of I have it. This is how it feels. This is what I'm thinking. This is the action that I'm taking. And then when you come out of that moment of vibing at that level, really just have a real consideration of making those thoughts crystal clear and making those feelings crystal clear, define them and refine them. The more defined and the more refined, the quicker and the more bang on the universe will be able to deliver what it is that you want. You've got to be really, really careful what you wish for sometimes. And many people are focusing on what they don't want right now, on the suffering, the negative. They are feeling the feelings and thinking the thoughts, clueless to the fact that they are in fact manifesting more suffering in their future. So it's never been more important than right now to get your manifesting superpowers charged up. And just for my bad and busy listeners, I am going to do a live manifesting 101 tutorial for you guys on Monday, May 4th over on my Facebook page. So if you're around, please check it out. Otherwise, you can see the live video posted on my page at a later date. But personally, I am embracing all that the universe is offering right now, COVID-19 and its ripple effect, simply because I know the universe has a greater divine plan and it knows what it is doing. And I have all faith in that. I don't need to fight any of what is occurring. I just need to acknowledge opportunities for expansion, which I am doing and I am loving. And I hope you are too. Bye. Bye.